Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Hello, friends. It's me, your host, Nick. And welcome to another rendition of Nick's Nerd News. Let's get right into it, huh, shall we? No, no, no dicking around today. Well, as you all know, I, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts. And made a little bit farther into the game. I'm, I'm getting a little happier with it. Still, still a little disappointed in how the story's playing out. If if I had to rate it right now, I'd I'd probably give it a, a an eight, just because it it's fluid, it's fun to play. The gameplay is solid. It it did not take a, a huge learning curve. Got right into it like I like as if I was playing thirteen years ago when the original came out came out. Again though, it's just the story is just a little disappointing. It it makes sense in in how it how it's playing out. Except I, I don't know half the characters they're talking to or what's going on just because of all the heavy reliance on the offshoot games. And there's things that don't make sense and I don't like their use of... The, excuse me. the Their lack of use of the Disney stories at play. But again, I haven't even gotten to the Pirates area yet and I heard that is a game changer. So we'll we'll see how things play out in the next uh, next couple days, but 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 good news for for Kingdom Hearts three though, it was able to ship five million copies, so I'm guessing that's Xbox and and PS4 probably mostly on PS4 though just like I got it on PS4 purely for nostalgia reasons but hey great great on them, and I I know I had been teasing some things last week, and that was Apex Legends it was announced. And released last Monday, and it it has taken taken over the gaming world by storm. Really, I, I mean it, it's it's overtaken Fortnite on Twitch by by a long shot. Like it 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 it's unreal the difference. So right now, Apex Legends at, at the current time of recording, it was a lot higher the other day when I looked, but. Right now, Apex is at 294,000 viewers. Fortnite is now sub 100,000. It's 79,000 viewers. And I'm, 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 I've never really gotten deep into the, the Battle Royale genre, but Apex Legends has been able to keep my interest. It is set in the Titanfall universe. It's about 30 years after Titanfall 2 takes place. And it kind of flips the, the script on the standard Battle Royale where you're in teams of three. So it's not uh, one versus a hundred, essentially. And you can actually get revived by your teammates. Uh, it's still same idea where, you know, you, you, you jump in, parachute in, what have you, and try to collect weapons and gear on the map. But if you die, your teammates can revive you, which adds a, another interesting element. And cool uh, graphics. It's it's fun to play. I've been having a lot of fun playing it. It hit a million people in less than eight hours, which broke Fortnite's record. 
it is also uh, getting crossplay eventually, according to EA and Respawn Entertainment. And unfortunately, it there were some things going around, like Jason Schreier at Kotaku reported that Titanfall 3 was essentially canceled because of it became Apex Legends. But Respawn came out and said that there's still a premium Titanfall experience still to come, and it will include a twist on the franchise. So I'm, I'm sure we'll hear, hear more as, as time goes on. It, it's just unfortunate that Titanfall 3 was canceled because I, I enjoy the Titanfall games. The first one was really fun, even though it didn't have single player. The second one probably had one of the most underrated shooter campaigns in a long time. It just got fucked over because it released like a week before Call of Duty, a week after like Battlefield 1. It's just like EA kind of screwed it over. They released it at the wrong time. It wasn't able to compete properly and it just got bowled over by by other shooters. But it was actually one of the, the best well-written campaigns. It had a really cool campaign level that used time travel that you had to kind of switch between two different time periods with a, a like a wrist thing and you had to deal with enemies on on both in both periods and then it, it kind of helped you navigate the map in a certain way it was really crazy it was really awesome and uh, not enough people played it unfortunately but let's see what this um, premium experience turns into and twist on the franchise and Division 2 had its VIP beta this past weekend as well. I, I got a couple hours into it. And it was a little buggy. Granted, it's a beta. The game comes out in March, so they, they have time to fix it. But it was a lot of the first game, which is good. Division 1 was a solid game. It was just missing endgame content. And there were some issues with, with balancing. But it, a lot of that seems to have been cleared up in the beta. And the weapons feel fun and intuitive. It, it doesn't feel hard in any way. The map seems decent, decently sized. There's multiple PvP areas this time as opposed to just the one that was in New York in the beginning of the game at least. But uh, at just post-launch. And there were some other elements in it that... There's now there's new skill trees and things like that to try out, which adds a different element to it, as well as the equipment is a little is done a little differently this time. And of course there's still loot drops and everything like that. It is still a shared world shooter in the vein of Destiny and, and now Anthem and things like this. But but I'm I'm excited. It 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 confirmed that I will have fun with Division Two and luckily like when Division, the first Division game launched, I, I had a crew to play with. I do have a crew to play this game as well, so I won't be uh, trying to go at it alone. But Division 2 beta was really fun. The open beta is coming soon. They just announced the dates for early March. So if you've been kind of questioning that game, you'll, you'll have a chance to, to get in on that. And then before I keep going, I, I finally made the jump to 4K. And, oh, God, it is... It is definitely a major difference. And uh, so far, I've only played a couple games. I just haven't had the chance to really sit down and, and play a whole lot with it. But 
somehow the game that I noticed the biggest difference in in terms of 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 picture quality and things like that was Halo 5. Now, granted this is a game I play constantly, but somehow Halo 5 was was next level in in clarity. There there was a huge difference though in in Forza Horizon 4. Don't don't get me wrong. A, a, a very noticeable difference even in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's just everything popped more, everything was clearer, the colors were more vibrant. But in Halo 5, it just that popped to me more. I, I haven't had a chance to put Red Dead in just yet, but there's I'm I'm gonna be going through a couple games here just just to finally see what it what it looks like in 4K and and uh, that that should be I'll I'll give an update on that next week obviously but oh hell even movies I I started watching Infinity War in 4K oh my God it was just it it looked like I was in the movies and even threw up some 4K videos on YouTube and so I, I haven't mentioned this before but my mother's actually legally blind she can still see out of out of one eye if, if those of you who aren't aware any of my listeners but even she could notice a difference in in the picture quality and and that just says a lot to the technology behind 4k and I I mean if if I understand that it, it's not easy for everyone to do it because it it is expensive and granted I have 4k with HDR which is still on the on the higher end price but if you could get even just a regular 4k without HDR you'd be doing yourself a huge favor I know they're always cheap nowadays but if you have the ability to uh, to upgrade to a 4k TV I I would I would recommend it for sure but let, let's just kind of get back into regular gaming news here uh, there's this rumor going around. It was a listed on a GDC uh, listing for the different panels and something along the lines of, of Microsoft hosting a panel on Xbox Live and the, the, the reach of Xbox Live. But it, it, it included mentions of like expanding to Switch, Android, iOS, and it's got a lot of people talking. So uh, they haven't really talked about it, but the theory is it would probably be limited functionality, but... Really interesting that that uh, Xbox Live would be coming to Switch in some capacity, but hey, that that's Nintendo and Microsoft playing nice together as as they always do. In terms of uh, games getting announced, the Lego Marvel Collection was announced. It will release on March fifteenth. It includes the Lego Marvel Superheroes one and two and the Lego Marvel Avengers game. I kind of mentioned this in passing last week, but Microsoft Studios has rebranded completely as Xbox Game Studios just to kind of unify the brand, bring it all under one roof. And considering pretty much everything they do now is Xbox Play Anywhere titles, if if it's if it's done under if it's done by a Microsoft Studio, which Xbox Game Studios now, so they usually release on both PC and Xbox. So so that makes sense. And I mean, if if you buy if you buy a game through the Windows Store on Windows 10, you're usually playing it through Xbox Live, and it connects you to your friends list, achievements, things like that. So that that makes sense. It's just a way to to solidify it all under one branding, I guess. 
We got some updates on other sales numbers. Red Dead Redemption 2 sold 23 million copies in 2018. So that's the end of October, all of, or was it early November and December. So just knocked it out of the park right there. And sadly, Shaggy will not be in Mortal Kombat 11. But I doubt you were even surprised by that. I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone really thought that Shaggy would actually be in Mortal Kombat 11. Activision and Blizzard apparently are planning massive layoffs. This is a rumor, of course. And it's kind of hurt their bottom line. But it's really weird because the, the gaming industry is, is doing better than ever. The numbers are constantly going up. But it, it's been skewed by games like Fortnite, free-to-play games, things like that. So they're, they're raking in the money, but not necessarily on the big-budget single-player games like they used to. Which is, which is unfortunate. It could change the industry forever. It's God, people just... You know, people say they don't want single player and then they're mad that they don't get enough. And that's what pisses me off. It's like, I I don't... I, uh, I just want something quick and fun. And then on the other hand, it's like, oh man, God of War, Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. Like some of the greatest games I've ever played. And it's like, make up your goddamn mind, people. Do you want shit like Fortnite? Or do you want experiences like God of War that take 10 plus hours, tell an amazing story, and, 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 and wow you with visuals and things like this? Or do you just want some cheap bullshit experience that you have to dump your money into constantly? I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to do that. That's not necessary. It's, it, but, but, but people do it anyway. And, and, it, it's it's hurting the industry. I mean, it. This all started like like Candy Fucking Crush did this a couple of years ago. It made a a, a ton of fucking money, and, and it it overtook the mobile industry. And and I I don't I don't know. It just it, it's bullshit. It's it's unfortunate though, and hopefully the the industry can recover from it, or or maybe this is just a, a phase. Because if, if, if everything goes this way, I don't know if, I don't know if it will be good for things. It, it could hurt in the, in the long run. And that's, that's the problem. But I digress. Uh, Disney also announced that they have no plans to self-publish. Obviously, this is in light of... Multiple Star Wars games getting canceled at EA. Disney Infinity was canceled last year. The studio shut down. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, makes sense. But at the same time, it doesn't. You'd think Disney would want to get in on the gaming buzz or at least buy, like, one of the major, major studios. They could. They could afford to buy a few of them. I mean... Not like, probably not EA or Activision Blizzard, but definitely some other major ones. But hey, that that's on them. They can do whatever they want. They just, I, I don't know if maybe negotiating exclusive deals is, is a good idea anymore. But maybe letting the industry as a whole, like what they do with Marvel games. But 
I don't know. Like I, I saw a lot of people were posting the coalition should make a Punisher game. Um, the coalition are the ones who publish, excuse me, who are owned by Microsoft and, and make gears of war games so that they would probably make an, a killer Punisher game. But again, I mean, they did that. My, or Disney technically negotiated that with, with Spider-Man with Marvel and, and PlayStation and Insomniac. So there's no real reason that Microsoft couldn't work out a deal with them to have the coalition make a, a Punisher game. That'd probably be pretty awesome. I don't really think about it. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then the last thing is uh, this was announced during Xbox's live broadcast they do once a month where they just announce news. Halo Outpost Discovery, which is... Uh, coming to five cities in the U.S. this year, and they're saying it will allow visitors to, this is quote, explore a Halo ring, get up close and personal with a real-life warthog, battle fellow recruits in an epic laser tag arena, experience thrilling in-universe encounters with the latest simulation and VR technologies, and much, much more. Holy shit, I can't fucking wait for this. I mean, I, I talk about Halo all the fucking time, so I, I'm sure you guys know that that uh, I'm an Uber fan. I definitely want to go to this. Tickets are are, are pretty cheap. I, they were looking at like 50 bucks a day. And so these, these are the cities and dates. July 5th through 7th, they'll be in Orlando. July 19th through 21st, they'll be in Philadelphia. August 2nd through 3rd, they'll be in Chicago. August 16th through 18th in Houston. And then August 30th through September 1st in Anaheim, which, thank God, there's one close by to me because I literally would have flown somewhere to do this. But it's going to be in Anaheim, hour away, be perfect to go to. And I'm, I'm stoked about this. And they, they showed off some, like, teaser images. Looks like the the laser tag, you'll get to use, like, the, the Microsoft HoloLens, which are, are pretty cool. AR devices, augmented reality devices. They'll also have, um, like, looks like statues from of different characters from the games. Different experiences that I'm I'm stoked for. I'm I'm really excited. I'm sure more news will come. You can go to the website and check it out as well. But I can't wait for August now. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But hey, that that's kind of it for video game news. Um, Next week, I'll, I'll have some other things to talk about as some about three or four games drop on the 15th. So, was it next week? Definitely going to talk about Crackdown. And what else is coming out on the 15th? Crackdown, Far Cry. So, we'll know about those next week. And then, of course, Anthem after that and, and some things. So, we're going to be hitting the ground running this spring. That's for damn sure. But let's let's kind of get into TV here. Legion, the X-Men type show on, on FX, will end with it season three, which is coming soon. And also with that, uh, someone uh, was wary, Harry, sorry, wary, Harry Lloyd was cast as a young Professor X. Most of you might know him as Viserys. 
from the early seasons of Game of Thrones. I think he was actually only in the first season, now that I think about it. He was Daenerys' brother, the one who got uh, gold, molten gold, dropped on his head. Spoiler alert from like eight years ago, but that's on you. But in, in, in terms of FX ending a comic book show, they're actually getting another comic book show, which has been ordered to series, in Why the Last Man. So uh, they're they're ending one and replacing it with another. And then, uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, <laughs> the prequel, uh, which will be called The Long Night, will actually start production this year, looking to uh, have an air date of 2020. So look at that. Nice turnaround. The main Game of Thrones storyline ends in 2019, and the prequel will come a year later. That's pretty awesome. After having two years of no Game of Thrones, we'll have it uh, happen in a year at later again, like normal. Was this ABC wants to either reboot Lost or Alias? I don't know why you'd reboot Lost so much, so so quickly. I mean, it, that has a huge cult following. I, I guess you want to build on that momentum while it it hasn't completely dissipated, which I'm pretty sure by now it kind of has. But I'd like to see an Alias reboot. That'd be cool. It's about a secret agent. People are into that kind of thing again. I don't, I don't know. I never really watched either. I, I just... I, I guess you could do another... another Lost and maybe have it be a continuation. But that's kind of what, like, Manifest is doing right now on NBC. Who knows? Who knows? The Simpsons was renewed for season 31 and 32, two more years. Also working on another movie. Since uh, Fox got to keep that, really, and didn't really give it to Disney. So, it'll be interesting. I don't know how much longer that show can go on for, really. it it, it It's getting stale. Family Guy gets... Family Guy's been getting stale, and... I, I, don't, I don't know, it's, is it time for that show to end? It, it might be. I, I, I don't know. I, it's been a long time since I've sat down and watched The Simpsons in that capacity, so, I don't know, who knows. Speaking of shows that are going on for a very long time, looks like The Walking Dead might be getting another spinoff on, on AMC. This time focused on um, Maggie. Sorry, I had a blank there. Uh, I don't watch The Walking Dead. Not a zombie guy. I know there's people out there that love The Walking Dead, so I don't want to. I don't want to discredit or discount you guys. But if, if there's one show I I'm actually really excited for, and it, it it comes next month, is What We Do in the Shadows. Another trailer for that dropped, and it it's based off. It's uh, it's about three vampires living in, in present day, and it's actually based off a movie that Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement did, uh, you know, one-third of the Flight of the Concords guys, and this time it's, it's an American-based show. It's going to be on FX of all networks, and it will be based in New York, and a lot of funny people are in it. The, like I said, the trailer looks great. Looks like a different spin on on what they did with the movie that Taika did. 
So I'm very excited for this show. If I'm pretty sure the movie is still on Amazon, so I, I would definitely urge you to go check that out if you like comedy, if you liked Thor Ragnarok and that brand of humor. So that that's something I, I would recommend. And the show, like I said, looks great. So check out the trailer online and cannot wait for that show. It looks hilarious. I'll, I'll of course, follow back up with that once, once the show releases, but, but we'll see. We'll see. We finally got news as to what that Muppet announcement would be, and it turns out that we're getting a new Muppet show. It's going to be on Disney+, Plus, obviously, and it's going to be called Muppets Live Another Day. And it will actually take place post Muppets Take Manhattan, which I, which is actually one of, is my favorite Muppet movie. Don't get me wrong; the first Muppet movie is great. The new one, the Muppets that uh, Seth, not Seth Rogen, um, oh God, what's his name from from forgetting Sarah Marshall? I can't think of his name, but but that movie is great. But Muppets Take Manhattan has always been my favorite, like Muppet based movie. So being, uh, it would be cool to see how what kind of story they tell post that. And I guess it's going to be about Rolf, who has mysteriously disappeared. Amazon is still moving forward with their Dark Tower series, TV series. Don't know if it's still going to be attached to the movie in any way. But I, I, I don't know if, if I've talked about this before, if I have, no matter. The Dark Tower series, it's it's based off Stephen King a Stephen King book series of the same name it's considered his magnum opus if you will it it's one of my favorite book series of all time i i even put it above harry potter and when i first heard about the film adaptation i was stoked ecstatic and it was in development hell for a number of years Ron Howard was attached and things like this. And, and then they said it was going to be like a three-movie series with a mini-series on TV in between. Oh, great, awesome. A, a better way to flesh out a nine-book series. Because, yes, you can't do nine movies, but at the same time, three is maybe a little too much, not enough. Then Idris Elba was cast as a star. Boom, stoked even more. McConaughey, awesome. And then the movie dropped. And I, I've yet to watch it. Mainly because it was so bad. It got pulled from theaters very quickly. Someone, uh, um, a movie reviewer who I respect a lot, who was a huge fan of the books just like I was, said that, that the movie was a letdown. They didn't really do everything they could with it. So that kind of kept me away from it. And here we are now, uh, what, a year and a half removed from the movie, when the movie released, I'm pretty sure now it's been, and no word on if that TV show is going to still have Idris Elba to star or things like this. And and it's just unfortunate that a, a great book series like that is is just reduced to what it is because they decided to just turn everything on its head for the movie and just make it way more confusing. So it's unfortunate. They said production is supposed to start in April on this show. I'm sure we'll get more news as it comes. The 
Uh, so the Oscars are coming up. It's going to be hostless for the first time in like 30 years. Turns out The Rock was asked to replace Kevin Hart. He turned it down, I guess, because their friends probably didn't want to get get in the middle of that. And then uh, just to funny, finally finish it off with, with TV. So someone was doing interview with the president of the CW. And he was talking about how he wants to keep the Arrowverse or the CWDC shows around as long as possible. Um, I mean, I, we call it the Arrowverse just because Arrow was the originator of it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that Arrow has to be going forever, but just shows in that universe, which is awesome because, again, I, I love them and I watch a majority of them. And Batwoman will hopefully get a series order later this year. But but speaking of the Arrowverse, last week on... on on the Flash, they kind of did this weird time travel thing where Barry and Iris go into the mind of their daughter and kind of see the future and they see the Flash Museum with different villains and things like this. And one of the villains, teased, is actually the Red Death. And, and if anyone read... DC's most recent crossover, uh, Dark Knight's Metal. That name will make you perk up a bit. So, in Dark Knight's Metal, the Justice League take on a, essentially, League of Evil Batmen, uh, of, of Bruce Wayne's that went bad, part of the, the negative universe, the dark universe. And one of them is the Red Death, who was a Batman that merged himself with the Barry Allen of his world to become one of uh, the, the Nightmare Batman. That's what they were called. So this Red Death was an evil Bruce Wayne with the power of Barry Allen and the Speed Force. And that'd be pretty fucking awesome if they if they bring that in to the Flash somehow. Granted, it, it, it was teased. It's just a minor tease. There's no guarantee that uh, there's no guarantee that the team will will face off against the Red Death. But that'd be just pretty fucking awesome. Just a Flash outfit that looks like uh, that has a Batman hints to it. Almost look. Um, if you watch the Flash, it'd probably look a lot like how Zoom did in season two, but red with more bat imagery. That's um. That's what it would look like, which a while back, I know I talked about seeing somewhere online, like how the uh, Batman who laughs, uh, the Joker inspired Batman should be part of Mortal Kombat. This would be another awesome uh, thing to include in this show. And now that I think about it, if they make an Injustice 3, it should be... The Justice League versus the Nightmare Batman. That would be a fucking awesome story. But anyway, let, let's all hope we get a Red Death negative universe storyline on The Flash sometime in the future. That's it for TV as well. And um, we're getting closer and closer to the end of February, folks. We're in the middle now. So trudging right along into this year. But... Lucky for you all, we have a lot to talk about in the movie realm, in the movie business, in Hollywood. There's a Bojack joke for you. 
Oscar Isaac has joined the ever-growing cast of the Dune remake by uh, being directed by Denny Villanueva. And he's going to play the Duke Atreides, so like the father figure. Uh, T- Timothy Chalamet is going to be in it. He was in some big movies last year. I can't name them off the top of my head and, and some other things. Uh, Zach Efron just recently filmed a Ted Bundy movie. And it was uh, at Sundance, and, and it looks like it's not going to get a wide release, but now it's going to go on Netflix. And it's just funny that Zac Efron is playing him, because Zac Efron's a, a good-looking dude, I'm not going to lie. And Ted Bundy was known for being very attractive, and uh, that was his way to lure his victims. So it, it kind of makes sense that um, that uh, he was he's playing that character. Uh, in light of the Disney-Fox merger, it looks like Gambit, X-Force, and Kitty Pride move. The Kitty Pride movies have all been on put on hold. Uh, Kitty Pride being the Brian, the one Brian Michael Bendis is working on, obviously on hold until after the merger. But along with that, the New Mutants movie is kind of in limbo, and we don't know if it's going to get a full release or get pushed to Hulu, and then. Uh, Kevin Feige was actually, uh, no, not uh, not Kevin Feige, but um, Bob Iger. Wait, Bob Iger's not in charge of Disney anymore. Um, wait, yes, he is. Anyway, uh, Bob Iger was giving an interview and said that Disney will continue to make R-rated Marvel movies. They will not be putting it into it, obviously, because the Deadpool movies were so successful and and Logan. And that while they might not necessarily be part of the MCU, they will still have some connections. So hopefully Deadpool gets merged into that in, in some shape or form. On top of that, uh, Avengers Endgame is looking to be the longest Marvel movie ever at three hours. And somehow it's testing well with, uh, with audiences and test screenings. So it doesn't look like it's going to get cut in any way. Chris Pratt recently announced that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will work off of James James Gunn's script. And it was also revealed that Taika Waititi had turned down the role of directing, saying that, you know, that's James's thing. He doesn't want to mess with it. And then, uh, new rumor, the Black Widow movie might start filming by March, surprisingly. I know Marvel wants to get that off. As, as soon as possible, because they're they're kind of losing the, the race in terms of female-led superhero movies. Like, DC beat them to the punch with Wonder Woman. I mean, Captain Marvel's finally coming out this year. I mean, but next year, we have the Harley Quinn movie with the Birds of Prey, and Wonder Woman 2 in terms of DC, whereas if the Black Widow movie starts filming now, that might not be out until end of next year at the the earliest usually just with post-production actually it might not need a lot of post-production so that could come out pretty early actually Uh, that's it for the mcu and marvel movie updates i'm excited for avengers endgame three hour movie they were i heard they were even talking about um maybe having an intermission which which you don't get a lot of nowadays in movies but um, on to the DC movies. Now there's rumors flying around that Henry Cavill actually did film 
his cameo for Shazam. But it's all in regards to contract disputes and it will only show up if they get the contract hammered out. And I mean, there was a rumor flying around that he demanded um, director and, and script approval on, on Man of Steel. And that doesn't, I mean, well, that's not outlandish uh, to be expected from, from certain actors. They They get that once they've earned it, but I just don't see that as Henry Cavill being that type of person. Um, granted, he also posted a picture recently of being extremely buff next to a Superman statue. But who knows? Shazam Shazam is out in April, so we'll know soon. Um, and then, you know, writing off the success of, of Aquaman, it's now... Um, it's past Batman vs. Superman, I think, at this point. It, it's uh, just been trucking right along. And let's see... It's a it's about to pass, Batman vs Superman. And anyway, they announced release dates for its Blu-ray. Uh, digital will release on March fifth, and then on March twenty sixth, the physical uh, Blu-ray, four K Ultra HD Blu-ray, things like this will release on March twenty sixth, uh, and it will also come with a Shazam sneak peek if you buy the physical copy. And then uh, hot off the heels of that news is. Apparently, they're looking at developing a spinoff of Aquaman based just solely around the Trench, which were those piranha dark creatures that uh, Mira and Aquaman have to fight when they're on the way to search for the Hidden Sea. So that's that's the Trench, and and they were a big part of of the, the Justice League and Aquaman comic series for for a while too they're they're actually only introduced in the new 52 with by uh jeff johns and things like that so they're a fairly new edition and i guess people liked them enough that they they can legitimately go after a movie about them james cameron was being interviewed this week and he gave some updates on the tim miller directed terminator reboot essentially uh, it's going to be called Terminator Dark Fate. It does come out this year, and it is a direct sequel to Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So it's ignoring Terminator 3, Terminator Genesis, and what was the one with uh, the guy from Avatar? I don't know. I don't remember that movie. It wasn't that good. But yeah, Terminator Dark Fate. Linda Hamilton is back, and... No word on Ed Furlong, but uh, Linda Hamilton is back, and uh, so is Arnold. So, hey, I'm I'm game. The Monster Hunter movie will release next year, starring Mila Jovovich. The Super Mario animated movie, coming from Blue Sky, they're the ones that do like Despicable Me and stuff like that, is on track to release in 2022, so we do have to wait quite a bit. It's funny that... Uh, Sonic's movie will come out before the Mario movie. Granted, Sonic's nightmare-fueled movie is more of a mix, uh, mix of of uh, live action and, and animated. The World War Z sequel has been put on hold due to budgetary reasons. Interesting. Um, the first movie was cool. It was different. Different take on the zombie thing it was got me interested, and I don't like. I said I don't like zombies. Uh, Mad Max 5 is being teased as in development. I don't know if uh, George Miller 
George Miller hasn't said anything, so I take that with a massive grain of salt, that news. And then I guess they are making a Sesame Street movie, and it is starring Anne Hathaway, of all people. And it's going to uh, be about being lost in New York City and trying to get to Sesame Street. So essentially the theme song, like, you know, can you tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street? Oh God, I was way, way out of tune there. But but that I guess that's what the movie's going to be. Interesting concept. Very interesting concept. I mean, the only real Sesame Street movie we've had is is Follow That Bird, which is about when uh, Big Bird runs away. Granted, they're they're part of the Muppet universe technically, so I don't know. Uh, more casting news for Kingsman: The Great Game, which is like that Kingsman prequel. Large cast already, but Gemma Arterton and Aaron Taylor Johnson, also known as Kickass, has has have joined have joined the crew. That cast gets bigger and bigger every day, and I think that's supposed to come out this year. I don't know. Uh, Dan Folger, one of the stars of of Fantastic Beasts. Uh, he plays Kowalski. Is that his name? Anyway. Uh, kind of let it slip that Fantastic Beasts 3 was delayed. Just purely due to the difference in size of production. So apparently Fantastic Beasts 3 is like double, triple the size of the first two movies combined. So they needed to delay to make sure they could... Uh, understand the scope of what they were undertaking whatever more power to them because they just they need to make things work avatar two through four yes we're getting fucking three more uh we'll begin filming their live action sequences this spring so back to back hey at least they're doing it all back to back and there's not going to be a huge uh huge time jump between them that that's cool i guess like lord of the rings did that so makes sense and then finally, before we get on to Loot Crate, um, an, a long live action or trailer was released for Aladdin during the Grammys. And um, yeah, Genie, Will Smith's Genie, uh, it's just a really blue and weirdly buff looking Will Smith. Not good, people not good you would have been better off just recreating what genie looked like in like a live action form than nightmare fuel blue will smith i i just i'm not not about that that looks bad looks bad gross actually come on people what the fuck who who approved that like, who in their right mind approved that? And please don't tell me test audiences are okay with it either. Because Twitter was having a field day with it. Let, let's just hope the final product isn't bad. Before we wrap up today, just want to talk about Loot Crate. January's theme was binge. Pretty awesome theme, if you ask me. And obviously TV-focused. So, this month's theme was a... Uh, so, excuse me, this month's pin was based off of Black Mirror, and it's actually one of the best Black Mirror episodes, the USS Callister episode. 
so the pin is kind of based off their uh, themes and thematics, things like that. Also, a Black Mirror TV show is... Um... Oh, I guess it started in the UK. Didn't know that. Uh, Black Mirror t-shirt. Then a little Futurama collectible. And mine was actually a Calculon figure. They have, uh, they're all different random ones. You can get different robots, things like that. A SpongeBob SquarePants calendar. And uh, honestly, it's it's to celebrate the, the yes the twentieth anniversary of SpongeBob, which premiered in May of nineteen ninety nine. SpongeBob has on been on now for twenty years. Twenty freaking years of SpongeBob, crazy, isn't that just crazy? I was eight. I was eight when SpongeBob premiered. Insane. Uh, also, some Friends socks, and it's the. Uh, it's got the the turkey with the sunglasses that was that Joey wears that or Ross in the show. Uh, season five from season five, I've I've been told. So that was of course just the standard loot crate, and then loot wear, which I also get. Um, there are two things: I got the t-shirt and the wearable. The t-shirt is another Black Mirror t-shirt. Really going full Black Mirror th- this month, and uh, I wish I could have gotten the loot for her. Because it's a, a robe that says treat yourself, you know, from Parks and Rec. Because, you know, it wasn't just Donna who treated herself. It was also Tom. But, no, I, I it was an awesome t-shirt that came instead. It was a Parks and Rec long sleeve t-shirt. And it's the Little Sebastian, bye-bye Little Sebastian celebration tee. And on the back it has all the different companies of Pawnee that celebrated Literally got stopped multiple times the, day, the the first day I wore it. People wanted pictures with it, asked me where I got it. It's always great when that happens, just to have something that not a lot of people have or get to see, especially when it's such an awesome show of, of Parks and Rec. But, hey, that's it. It's episode 40. Can you guys believe it? We're almost to a year. We're almost to a year of Nick's Nerd News. I can't fucking believe it. But... That that's it for me. Uh, you know, as always, you do you. Don't 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 listen to the haters. All right. Have fun. I'll catch you guys on the flip side.